0: Welcome to More About Officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host Captain Matt Reid is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, More About Officership. Good to have your company. My name is Captain Matt Reeve and I work in officer recruitment. If you haven't had the opportunity yet and you haven't subscribed to uh, iTunes, you can go to More About Officership and each week we'll drop a new podcast in for people exploring ministry, people in ministry to get an opportunity uh, to learn more about what it all is. Now, my guest today, who I've just picked up from the airport, who went out for lunch and has been seconded uh, to be part of a podcast against his wishes, it must be added. Uh, John Mark, how are you, sir? I'm well. Thank
1: you for having me. Just talk
0: right into the microphone because we don't want to miss anything that you have to say because everything you say is important. There you go. John Mark, who is John Mark? Tell us about yourself and a little bit about your family. Uh, I'm John Mark and uh, my –
1: Beautiful wife is Nicole and together we're in ministry down there in the city centre in Hobart. Uh, But we have two awesome kids. They're not kids. I have a son and I have a daughter. My son is called Joshua and he is just finishing year 10. Mm -hmm. A great bass player. He is good. He's coming on very well. Um, He enjoys that a whole lot and I have a, a... Teenage daughter, she's 14. I think she's been 14 for seven years. (laughs) Lucy, and uh, she is a much different kettle of fish, but uh, we love her very much
0: indeed. And she's a netballer. She is. Yes, she loves her netball. And we just need to add that Nicole bakes the best shortbread. She does. We can't, we cannot go on (laughs) any further. I just wouldn't want this to be recorded in the uh the history of time and that not to be said. Tell us a little bit about your ministry, where you are now. Oh no, actually, let's go back. Okay. You you're an officer. Oh, You've yeah. been an officer for 10-ish ten years. years. Wow. Why? It's yeah. a good question. It is a good question.
1: Um, how long do we have? I, I wasn't born and raised in the salvation okay. army. Well, let's go so, hit it, hit it, um, hit it. I was raised in church though. Uh I remember when I was 12 in Kids Church in Woodgate Valley in the UK, uh, sitting on gym mats as the whoever was doing the talking, can't even remember. I remember God saying he wanted me to go into ministry. That's yeah. what he wanted me to do with my life is to be but a minister.
0: But at that point it wouldn't have been as a Salvation Army officer. No, no, it looked completely different.
1: Um, it looked completely different and that changed multiple, not multiple times, but that changed what it looked like over the years that went by after that. Um, I came into contact with the Salvation Army in America first when I was 19 and then here in Australia when I was 20. Is that where you met Nicole?
0: I did. As we as we as met working on... In Australia? On, uh, camp? In America? Seriously. Can I just say, and I've said this before, nothing good comes of camps. Nothing. Well, I'm pretty sure something great came of this camp. Um I came to Australia the year
1: after, so that was 1998. Chasing. Yep. And uh, I'd come from a a place of hurt in church for a couple of years prior to that. I was blown away by the love I received in the Salvation Army. I'd never encountered it in
0: any church before. Why why was that though?
1: I don't know. I'd been in churches where I'd seen miracles as, as a kid. I'd seen people set free from things that had held them for years I'd seen the miraculous stuff of God. None of that made anywhere near the impression that the love I received when I came to the Salvation Army. And I can remember wrestling with God about it. I remember sitting in a meeting going, this is boring, there's a band and they've got songbooks. We did this when I was five in the Methodist church, you know, like. um, And I can remember a conversation with the Spirit and the Spirit said, what is it you like? I said, I love the fact that I am loved and welcomed. Mm. And the scripture reading, and I was probably one of only a few who take my Bible. My dad drummed it into me. Take and your Bible your
0: big King James, was it? No. Was oh, I, I left no, the no, case? I can't
1: remember <laughs> what it was back then. But I had my Bible and I was reading along and
0: it So was, this is in Australia?
1: This is in Australia. Right. Yep. In a core in Melbourne. Waverley? It was Waverley. Proper. And uh Ron Clinch was preaching that night, and he read from whoever did the scripture reading. But they read from First Corinthians thirteen, and you know, like you've read it how many times? Yeah, stacks of times. It was, as, but it was the last part of the chapter, and it was as if I was reading it for the first time. And it it comes to the point, and it says, you know, where there is tongues, where there is prophecy, these things will pass away; there will be no more. Mm. You know. Uh, in the end, faith, hope and love will remain and the greatest of these is love. Yeah. And I remember, I remember reading that in the midst of this conversation with the Spirit and the Spirit said, so you're wanting all the stuff and yet you're getting what matters most. Mm. So what are you complaining about? And I think I, think I probably knew in that moment that I wanted to be in the Salvation Army.
0: Okay. So, what was it like? Apart from that, coming into the Salvation Army, you come from a context which, what was it, Methodist? I was Did born say... into a Methodist church. Yeah. We went to a Baptist church for a while after my dad got saved. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> born and raised
1: <laughs> in a Methodist church, got saved probably when I was about two or three. You know, church yeah. all his life, didn't give his life to the Lord until I'd come along. Yeah. You know, so he's in his mid to late Well, kids 30's make you say funny things. Well, they do. Um, we went to a Baptist church for a while, and then went to a non-denominational church, met in a school hall, hundreds of people, really great setups, Saw some amazing things. Sadly, came to an end in in tragic ways. Uh, pastors fell out. We ended up on the on the outer. Okay, um, so maybe I
0: needed the love that I was feeling. Can I? What, what does that mean? On the outer. Like what? What do you mean fell out? Do you wanna talk about that or not? Um, we, we were maneuvered out of the church.
1: So um they tried to maneuver my parents out of leadership. And my mm. parents were like, okay. We went they went along with that, which strategically annoyed them. So yeah. they then removed my brother and I from any sort of position of ministry where we were engaged in worship in youth and in kids ministry. Mm. Um and uh it out of that for no apparent reason other than to um, force us to leave I guess okay which was and then we were uh, excommunicated and right. not to have anything to do with these people anymore thank you very much well that'll open quickly <laughs> um oh, well wow. that was in my senior year of high school well wow. right uh, probably
0: about four months
1: before exams
0: which is probably when you needed the, the church community yeah most okay it was a whole lot of fun Wow. Not at all. I didn't know that. We've talked about we we're we've friends. talked about lots of we've things. About, <laughs> not that. Why don't you just wait till the microphones are on until we start talking about oh, stuff I'm like that? Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Now why well, don't you throw me because I <laughs> you want to I'm, talk about that? I do, now, I, do. You? <laughs> I do. So you came to Waverley? Yes. Met Nicole. Yeah. You went, met at a camp. Yeah. Came to Waverley. Yeah. Did you? Did you? You took her away, didn't you? Did you? Yeah. yeah. You, we went back to the UK for yeah. a couple of years. Yep. Yeah. And, and this always and our, happens, our plan was.
1: Go to a church. My mum and dad have found a new church. Go to that church um, and perhaps expose Nicole to a bit of church that I'd grown up in. Yeah. Um, so we were going to the army in the morning and my mum what, and dad's church. What call were going to in the morning? We were going to for Birmingham. Birmingham? Yep. Citadel. Going to the army in the morning and then going to mum and dad's church in the evening and I think that went for about a month. And uh, look, I don't know. I even I was uncomfortable at my mum and dad's church. Maybe the Holy Spirit had just, you know, moved with the times and started moving amongst people differently because they are making weird noises and, oh, yeah. you know, it was, it was very strange. Yeah. Um, I could have adapted, but it was strange. But um, I remember I was at a prayer meeting there and we were praying with um, some other youth. There weren't many youth there and they were eager to do some ministry. And we'd arrived and so we were praying at a prayer meeting and uh, I can remember the Lord gave me a vision and I was, do I share it? Is it just for me? I don't know. So I shared it and they all looked at me blank and I went, oh, okay, so it must have been just for me. So I went back into a corner and I'm <laughs> i was just I'm, listening. I'm just going to be over here. <laughs> that's right. And uh, I, can remember, I can remember the Spirit saying, um, what have been your best opportunities to share your faith with non-believers? I said, that's easy. Hands down, it's been my association with the Salvation Army, just opens doors. What are you doing here? I'm like,
0: hmm.
1: That's a little confronting. So I said, I said, okay, I know what that means. So I said, Nicole, we'll go. She's like, like, what (laughs) now? I said, yeah. We're in a prayer meeting. Have you done something wrong? (laughs) I said, yeah, I know, but let's go. She's like, oh, this is really embarrassing. We left mid-prayer meeting. Oh, who doesn't love that couple? Yeah. Mm. I walked into the corps officer's office the next morning. Yeah. And said I'd better become a soldier because this is clearly where God wants me to be.
0: So you became a soldier in Birmingham. Yeah. And then came back to Australia. Yeah. With a view. Did you, did you get married in the UK then come we back? We got ma- married in
1: the UK, came back. Okay. Um, And... uh. <laughs> It was always there. It was still always there. Ministry, mm. and I—I I was smart enough to know that if I was going to fulfill the ministry that God had called me to when I was twelve years old in the Salvation Army, I'd have to be an officer. Mm. That was it. You know, there, at that time there was no other avenue for doing that. Yep. You know, um, lucky for those today, you might be able to do it with that. Um, but so I was pretty pragmatic about that. But I worked and I, I did a few other jobs and we got involved in ministry at the core and um, I did have a desire though, uh, partly because of that year of being loved, of growing old in one place surrounded by my friends
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just having it family.
0: Um, but I sort of knew that was never going to be. So that changed? Yeah. Mm. Um, so we, we were appointed to Waverly. Yes, you were. And you left After the week. You left. you left the week before we got there. That's right. Yeah. So thanks, sir. No I think, worries I think at that all. was helpful <laughs> uh, for everybody. Um, th- so then you obviously decided that you went to college. Then yeah, when you when you left there. So you, what were you, you working? Were, yeah. were you working like outdoor? Yeah, I did outdoor ed
1: at the Salvation Army camp out at the Basin for okay. about three and a half years before the army decided that that wasn't the direction they were going in and. Um, and I'd often said I would only leave that job to go into ministry. Okay. Um, Nicole was never against it, but she was adamant that God hadn't told her to be an officer. And, and I, was, I was smart enough to know that until God told her, it wasn't going to happen for me either.
0: So when did it happen for her? Um, well, because it is one of the unique things about... The solution, we? Well, look, I mean, I,
1: I, I'd reached a point in my life and I thought about it a number of times. I knew that God wanted me to, God had brought Nicole and I together and I knew that he had this calling on my life, so I figured he'd figure it out. Um, Fair enough. And, and he did. And we had started talking about it a bit more. And um, Nicole had been praying, but I hadn't been part of that. She'd just been praying. And uh, apparently she said, well, Lord, if if I'm going, you've got to tell me in Scripture. So he did. And Mm. then she was like, oh, okay, well, you've got to confirm it. And so he did. And so she actually said, well, if this is actually you, then somebody who has no idea I'm thinking about this has to come up and tell me. And we were doing some sort of fundraising event at the core one weekend, and uh, at the end of an event, we'd run the whole thing, cook the dinner, done the MC. Yeah. The end of an event, one of the ladies in the core came up to me and said, "I just have this really strong conviction that the Holy Spirit's saying you guys should be officers." I said, "I don't think you need to tell me. You should go talk to Nicole." and to Nicole. Had no idea she's been doing this bargaining <laughs> stuff with God. Um, actually, didn't get to talk to Nicole again that night. It, we'd got on home separately. I'd be, much later. So it wasn't until we were in the car on the way down to the army the following morning. She said, So Ellen came and spoke to me last night. I said, Oh, yeah. She goes, So I guess we should be officers. I said, Yeah. She goes, Okay. Great. And it was as simple as that. Exactly. Nikki Novell came the next night. We phoned her that afternoon and said, You better come, you know, come and have a conversation. She
0: bought forms. We filled them out that night. Excellent. Well done, Nikki. And, that was it. Yeah, it's good. So, what what ministry have you been involved in? Or what appointments? Because you, you've sort of been all over the place in some respects. So we we went out to Western Victoria out to Ararat, and uh, oh, I forgot about that. Uh, when did you? Oh yeah,
1: okay. I'll yeah. be quiet. You go straight after college. Oh, sorry. That's good. Oh, <laughs> Ten
0: years ago, started out there. Okay,
1: um, loved it. Yeah, loved. it. Country
0: living. Is that the Ab- biggest surf shop in the, on the planet out there or what? I don't know, but it was jolly good. <laughs> Pretty close. All right. So we, you are
1: out for how long? We were there for three years. Three years. Um, and then moved. Oh, you had kids before you went to college. We did. Yes. Yep. So Sorry. Joshua and Lucy came out with us. Uh, then we moved into Delacombe in the west of Ballarat. Yep. Like 80 k's closer to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And had three years there, tough years for me. I really um, sh- I really ended up struggling there. Um, Are we going to talk about that
0: or just want nah, to? No, let's not talk about it. That's that. wrong.
1: Um, ended up then getting sent overseas to Tasmania as the <laughs> DY, um, which uh, wasn't necessarily an appointment I was looking forward to. We were committed to staying at Delacombe. Um, ended up being a really good move for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, we were dy's for three years again, and then uh, they appointed us to Hobart, which is where we'd been worshiping for those three years. While oh, we'd been in
0: Tassie, yeah. Now that's that's yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So, <laughs> you've been there for what eighteen months now? Yes, eighteen months. Yeah. What's it like? I love it. What's it like being in the city? I love it. So obviously, rural stuff in yeah. Ararat, at Delacombe, more two, two cities, regional,
1: two core in one city.
0: And we were certainly the second
1: core. So everything, so everything Salvation Army ministry-wise happened at Ballarat Core. Yeah. We could have been Church of Christ. It wouldn't have made any difference. You the overflow, were yeah. you? You know, so mm-hmm. um, so we, we had been in a situation where... What do you mean it would have made any difference? Well, we, we didn't engage in Salvation Army ministry. You yeah. know, we didn't do emergency relief. Oh, right. You okay. know, Sorry. We did, I'm with you. We, we did church stuff. We didn't do outreach stuff. Right, okay. I'm with you. Um, Carry on. Being, being in the city centre, I just find just in, just really good but incredibly straightforward. Yeah. Like it, it's just great. <laughs> we're in the city. We're surrounded by people who need the Salvation Army. Yep. And uh, you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to go, well, what should we do here?
0: Yeah. So what yep. do you do?
1: So we, we are reaching out to the vulnerable in the mm. city and trying to meet need. I'm not interested in replicating what other services are doing. Um, so uh, part of that is networking to find out what gaps there
0: are. So with other churches, other, other services? churches but also other organisations as well. Yeah, like state government, yeah. Um, to find
1: out what the gaps are. Uh, but we're also in a place where we're, um, I guess, trying to raise... Capacity of volunteers
0: in in what what is becoming an aging core? Well, I'm going to ask you a question about that because it is a very proud, not in a uh, negative sense, core. It's been around for a long, yeah, 135 years. 135 years. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, probably seen lots of changes, but any more than it's seen now? Do you think? Um, Because the culture's changing. Look people are changing i I think people are changing the the Corps has had
1: a, a turbulent 12 years not twelve ten years prior to us arriving um, had had 20 years of good stability before that mm. with two sets of officers um, so you go from that to losing officers halfway through a year, which was unexpected then um, they had an officer die in the Corps Mm. a couple of years later with a couple of different associates um, and then started gaining a bit of stability again and just just a bit of steadiness Mm. under our predecessors, but then they were removed from their appointment early as well. There's a whole lot of, there's been just a whole lot of turbulence following just steady, calm, consistent, growth in ministry mm-hmm. over 20 years so um and in that 10 years you've um you know you've seen a, unfortunately as happens in a number of places you know a, a generation or a couple of generations just just walk away and so you you're left with you you're left with um with this what's the future of this place you know so
0: what is, like people listening yes thinking about ministry yeah. thinking about what may or may not be yeah why would you want to get into it if if it's such a transient time such a difficult time a moving feast so to speak because I I'm not and I'm not saying and I even you alluded to before when you said that you know there's 20 years of stability yeah. and then there was ten years of lots of change it's not to yeah. say that they were bad. Anyone was a, a bad leader. Just, no, no, It just wasn't just, stable because people it changed is what it, what is. But what, what am I trying to say? Why, why? How do you? You're confronted with this now. This yep. is your responsibility, not yours alone, yep. obviously. But what, what do you do given that there's so much that needs to happen? Yeah. Uh, the world is changing around us and whatever. What's the, what's the first thing you do? The first thing I do is tell myself I've got time. Yep.
1: The Salvation Army tell me I've got time, so yep. I tell myself I've got time, <laughs> um, and trust that it's true. Yep. Um, the so that's what I tell myself first.
0: Hmm.
1: the The next thing is I love the people. Hmm. Nicole and I love our people. There aren't there aren't bad people at Hobart by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and and I am conscious that. Um, sometimes I say things th- in a way that perhaps they haven't heard before and why would anyone listen to me say things in a way that they haven't heard before when they've been listening to the gospel for mm. their whole lives. Um, so we um, we love our people. We come alongside them and we care for them and we show them, I hope that we show them that we genuinely love them And mm. we and we look for opportunities that, um simply engage, that give us an opportunity to engage with our city. Mm. Um, there is a There was a sign on the back of the platform for three years prior to a, becoming officers and it said a church for the city. And in moments, various moments over three years, you sit there and you think what does that mean and what mm. does that look like? Um, I still love that tag um, because the vision that develops for me – and has developed for me and for Nicole as well is a vision to impact our city rather than grow our church. Mm. That excites me beyond belief. Mm. Um, I believe God grows his church and he calls us to witness and to serve. Um, so having, I guess, having had the experience of years past and, and a couple of other church contexts, you know, um, being clear that, I'm not worrying about going to church, but I want to I serve this city mm. and witness to the love of Jesus in this city. Um, it just really feels like where
0: God wants us to be. When you, you came to the Salvos, you said you just felt this incredible love. Yeah. How do, you, how do you live that out now, like when people come into your church? And not everyone's coming in to sing, on, sing in the choir or yeah. whatever. Like people of you're in a city... Can be a bit rough and tumble mm. at times and there's lots of people with different needs. How do you show love? Um
1: it's not always easy. Mm. Um I <laughs> there are times I'll, I I want to be very legal, <laughs> you <laughs> know, with people. Like it's so much easier if you just these are the rules, you do what I say. Yeah, you know, and if you don't, well that's the consequence. Um I I I think we show love by, uh, by keep coming back. You know, if there's a setback, there's a setback, we're still there. Mm. Um, if someone's rude to us, they're rude to us. Mm. It doesn't bar them from the place, it doesn't bar them from what we're trying to do. Um, if someone, um, you know, breaks a window, they break a window. Um, if they want to have an argument and steal stuff at dinner on a Sunday, well, you know, maybe it's time for them to go home today. We'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah. Um, it look that doesn't always come easy, you know. People and situations can push you to your limits. I, and I'm not saying that I am. I have the infinite patience of Christ, uh, but I pray for the infinite patience of Christ. <laughs> Um, I figure every time that I go to God to forgive me, he forgives me and he wipes the slate clean. Mm. And Jesus, when he's teaching us to pray, says, you know, oh, my mind's gone blank. Forgive me and let me forgive others. So not every morning, but most mornings, as part of our family prayers, is let our forgiveness attain to the measure
0: of your forgiveness, God. Good. We're gonna finish in a That's second. Right. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you do when you're not officering? I when are. you're not on duty. So I mean, we're always on duty. But what do you do for
1: kicks? Uh. I like spending time with my family. My son and I are movie buffs. We oh. love going to the movies. Yep. Um, that's always good fun. Uh, I like riding my bike up yep. and down hills, preferably. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of these crazy people that I actually love the the pain of going up because mm. the
0: achievement at the top is just brilliant. Yeah, it's the Excellent. same. Well, when you can see the view and yep. yeah. love it. It's the same as driving. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel my legs. <laughs> All right, last question. Yes. Um. Uh. You you talk. You've you've sort of referenced scripture a number of times. Yeah. So many scriptures that you go back to that 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 have been with you right the way through through your journey? Because I think as people explore their own journey and maybe um, resonates with them. But is there something for you that a scripture that was given to you maybe when you were very young or that later in life or something that maybe just something now that's really seasonal for you that you'd like to share?
1: There's probably two. The first one comes from 1 John 4. I think it's verse 8, might be 18. Get your Bibles, have a look. I might be making it up. Um, There's no fear in love Mm. because fear has to do with punishment, but love expels punishment out the window, something Mm. like that, Um, which reminds me that if I'm... If I am feeling afraid, then I've got to trust in God because mm. he's not going to put me in a place that's going to get me undone. The second one is, and I go back to this one a lot, is Mark chapter 8, round about verse 30. And this was when I knew that the time was right to be officership. Um, Christ says, If you would follow me, pick up your cross and follow. Mm. If you want to gain your life, you must lose it. But if you try to hold on to your life, then you'll lose everything, Um, and uh, and that is a constant reminder of the, I guess, the surrender and sacrifice that my love compels me to make
0: with Christ Jesus. Mm. Oh, thanks, mate.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks
0: for lunch. Thanks for the shortbread. Good conversation. Blessings to you and Nicole and yeah. core. Hobart leading the way on the big island. <laughs> on the big island. Big island. island. <laughs> the, South island. <laughs> the South Island. The South Island. The small Australia, I think we like to call it. Um, yeah. If don't you know. remember it at all. That's it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> if you've got questions or comments, feel free to leave them on the Facebook page and uh, send them through. And we, if you've got any follow-up questions for John Mark or even Nicole or even if you want the recipe for Nicole Shortbread, uh, leave it on there and we'll make sure that you get it. So uh Have a great week, everyone, and look forward to catching up with you shortly. Thanks, John Mark. Thanks,
1: Matt. God bless you.
0: Thanks for joining us for more about officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore officership further, please speak to your local Corps officer or Candidate Secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?